Um, so yeah, my name is Paul. Is this in the light in the back there? Can you see me? Okay, cool. Um, warm in the light. Uh, this feels a little loud. Okay. Hey guys. Um, yeah, my name is Paul. Now I'm on staff here with Crew, uh, which pretty much just means this is my full-time job. I get to hang out with college students. I get to be on campus every day, um, talking about Jesus and uh, helping organize and lead meetings like this. Uh, and it's awesome. I love it. Um, I was actually involved in, in crew when I was a college student, so uh, I can I feel like I can relate to where you guys are at the uh, first couple weeks of, of school. Um, and I, I just remember those first few weeks, and there's always some sort of uh, weird or interesting stories that probably happened that you didn't expect. So uh, it's okay to have embarrassing stories like, hey, maybe I went to the wrong class and sat through a whole lecture and realized at the end that this wasn't really my class. So, bonus learning, that's pretty cool. Uh, but I remember one, when I was a freshman in college, uh, a story that I remember is uh, my buddy and I were going out playing ultimate frisbee like at midnight or something like that, and we were on like the football practice field. Just throwing the frisbee around, and I told him to, uh, so I told him to go deep, and so he just kind of takes off and starts running like full speed. Little did he know, like 30 feet ahead of him is a folding table. Somebody looked out there for track, football practice. So he runs straight into that, hits him right like mid thigh. I think he cracked it in half. He was, <laughs> he was fine, and nobody saw it but me, but it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, so we, we sheepishly grabbed our frisbee and went back to the dorms. That was about the end of our uh, frisbee flying. But, um, so there's fun things that happen the first, first couple weeks of school. Enjoy it, uh, enjoy meeting new people. And so, um, yeah, I want to introduce myself a little bit more. I think I have a, a slide here of my family. So there's me and my wife, and uh, my little daughter, Lou. And so um, I love being a dad. I love uh, being a husband. It's fun. Um, and uh, new challenges and new exciting things every day. There's not a cute picture of my cute daughter, so uh, I like to show her off when I get a chance. But um, yeah, I just want to share yeah, a little bit more about what Crew is. Um, we, we kind of uh, call ourselves a, a caring community passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ. Um, that's our goal, that's our hope, that's why we're here on campus. We want to be a community that people feel welcome to come and be a part of, no matter where they're at in their faith, no matter if they uh, don't believe anything or if they've um, known the Lord for their whole life. We want you guys to feel comfortable here. Uh, we want this to be a place, uh, or all of our meetings, like Bible says everything, to be a place where people can come and explore uh, and learn what it means to be a follower of Christ. And so hopefully you guys feel uh, loved and cared for already, but uh, I invite you guys to try to plug into this community. Um, I know it's, it really affected my life and impacted my life in a great way when I was in college. Part of the reason why I'm on staff now, but, uh, working full-time with crews because I was impacted in a huge way when I was, when I was in college. And so uh, I want to, um, yeah, so getting into what we're, what we're talking on tonight, we're actually going to enter into a, a series uh, for the first few weeks of the school year here talking about Jesus is, Jesus is blank. Uh, and we're going to actually walk through uh, the first chunk of the book of John. Uh, John is a, is a book in the New Testament uh, of the Bible. Uh, written by uh, really Jesus' best friend on earth. Uh, one of the disciples, his name was John. Um, Jesus called him uh, uh, one of his closest friends. And so it, it's really, the book is all about just his perspective on Jesus' life, uh, his, his ministry, what he said, what he did. And so that's what we want to explore with you guys here at Crew uh, uh, for the next month or two. Uh, who is Jesus? What did he say? What did he do? 
um, and, and what impact should he have on our lives, or what uh, what does um, the impact of the man who lived 2,000 years ago have on our lives today? And so uh, that's what we want to ex explore with you guys uh, here at Crew. Um, and so um, yeah, so uh, today I want to we're actually going to study through the, the first chapter a little bit, John 1, 1 through 14. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I, I, I like uh, so this. The, there's a description of the book of, um, of the, the Bible uh, as a whole in my uh, my daughter's children's storybook Bible. So it's Jesus storybook Bible. We read, we read it to her every every night before uh, she goes to bed, uh, and I just love the way that um, uh, this is describing the Bible as a whole. Uh, this idea of the story of God, uh, which I think uh, comes through very clear in the first first chapter of John. So I'm just going to read that to you. So. Uh, this is how it's how how, this, how the Bible is is described um, in, in this in this storybook Bible. It says it's an adventure story about a young hero who comes from a far country to win back his lost treasure. It's a love story about a brave prince who leaves his palace, his throne, everything to rescue the one he loves. The story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. Uh, I just love that description of it. It's kind of described almost like it's an epic movie. That, hey, I want to go out and see that movie. Uh, but this is this is the Bible. Like this is what God is called. Uh, this is this is what He calls His Word, His living and active Word. Um, and so, want to want to dig into that a little bit uh, tonight. I'm, I'm going to pray for us quick, and then I'm going to uh, read our, our passage in John. Uh, Lord, thanks for the opportunity to just come here tonight, and just meet on campus uh, as people who are uh, interested in learning more about who You are and growing closer to You. Uh, pray that you'd speak to me tonight and that your words would come through loud and clear uh, from from your word, from, from your Bible. Uh, that uh, you just keep me out of the way, uh, speak through me, maybe your words, not mine. Uh, pray for uh, good connections tonight with people as well, and people in the fine community here. And I pray also in your name. Amen. Uh, so I'm going to read the first chunk of John chapter 1. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 1 through 14. I, I love this passage. Uh, Sounds very much like that introduction of kind of an introduction to an epic story. Uh, so just follow along with me. This is John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life that and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light that came, that came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in, in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, so I just wanted to read that because that's that's describing Jesus right there. Like that's that's kind of the, the intro to the story of Jesus. Uh, that's who he is. He's described um, the, the Word and the light. Like that's who Jesus is. Um, and so I wanted to... Uh, Talk, break this down a little bit. Through this passage, four things really have uh, kind of become clear to me about Jesus' identity. 
Um, so I wanted to explore those in four different ways here tonight. Uh, the first would be Jesus' life. Um, in, in, in verse 4 it says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. Uh, and so this idea that we were, we were created to have life. I mean, we were created by God to have true life. Uh, he didn't create us to struggle and toil and life to be awful. Uh, he created us to have life and have it abundantly. Um, God's design uh, was life in him. God's design for us is, is to find life in him. Uh, we were created to have, to find our life, to find fulfillment, to find satisfaction in God alone. Uh, that's what we were created for. Uh, and, then, and if you think about it, everything that was created, everything that, that's ever created is created for, for a purpose. Uh, and, and it's only fulfilling its purpose when it does what it's created to do. Uh, I mean, it could be like my watch. My watch is created to tell time. If I'm not using it to tell time, it's not fulfilling its purpose. Uh, it could be anything created. Like I have, so uh, I actually just bought a food dehydrator at a garage sale. My wife thinks that's kind of silly. Uh, but um, it's created for a purpose. It's created to shrink and shrivel up all your fruit so you can enjoy delicious snacks. That's what they're created for. If I used to like prop up my window, then it's not really. So it's created for a purpose. Um, also, I have a, uh, a book. My, we have a book for my daughter. It's called uh, Everyone Poops. Um, she's one year. Well, she's only one year old, so this is actually very practical and helpful for her. Uh, just to understand, well, everyone poops. It's, it's normal when you poop. So uh, it's created for a purpose. It's created to communicate the message that everyone poops. It's okay. Um, so anyway, it's, the point is, we're all we're all created. We're created for a purpose. Anything created. It's not created on accident. That's, that's the, the nature of creation. It's created for, for a purpose. Uh, Jesus, Jesus actually says uh, later on in the book of John, John 10, 10, it says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Uh, that's God's um, desire for us, to have life and have it abundantly. Um, true life. Uh, I, I think we can settle for so many imposters in this life. We can settle for so many things that we think are going to satisfy us, that we think will make us happy, that we will find life in it, um, but we end up not. Uh, it ends up not being fulfilling. Uh, I'm sure everyone in this room can attest to that in one, in one way or another, that thinking, oh, this, if I just have this, or if I just accomplish this, then I'll really be satisfied, then I'll really be happy. Um, so, yeah, these, these, false, these false gods um, can really uh, take the shape of many different things for each one of us. Perhaps it's grades, or sports, or Partying, your friends, popularity, maybe your parents' approval, maybe a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, all these false gods um, can get in the way of, of God and what we're truly designed to, to find satisfaction. Uh, so this list can go on. But these things will not satisfy. These things will not satisfy. Because we're not created to be satisfied in those things. We're not created to find life in those things. We're only created to have, have life, find life in God alone. Um, yeah, there's only one thing that we are intrinsically designed to be satisfied in, and that's in Him. Uh, the Word designed us, He knows what gives life and what we're designed to live for. We must choose to trust in this personal God. Um, for me, this, this, is, this has been a struggle in my life. Like, I, I struggle with this idea of false gods, and for me, a lot of times, it's... Um, I, I actually remember even growing up when I was in uh, high school and college, I thought a lot about um, like, I wanted the, the perfect American dream. I wanted like a wife and a kid and a little dog and a white picket fence and 2.5 kids and whatever, like the perfect, you picture like a perfect American dream, like I wanted that, I 
desire. That was kind of my, my idol and what I was looking for. Uh, and, and slowly, over the course of a few years, the Lord kind of ripped that from me uh, or, or um, loved me enough to allow me to give me time to open my hands to that and say, Lord, this, this isn't what I need. I really all just need you. I need to be satisfied in you. Um, so it can be something different for each one of us, but those false idols, those imposters can, can rob us of what our life is truly meant for. Um, yeah, God desires that personal relationship with us, and that's, that's what we're really created for. Um, so we also see in this passage that, that Jesus is the light. Uh, Jesus is the light shining in the darkness. Uh, verse 5 points out that it says, the, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, and the reality is we've all been born in the darkness. Um, from birth, we are our own independent way and rebel against what God wants for us uh, by our choice. Um, and I, I can see this. I can see this in my one-year-old daughter right now. Like I tell her, Lou, put down, put down that pen. I don't want you to poke your eye out. And then she turns to me and has this like big grin and giggle on her face, and she says, "Oh, and that, it makes makes it ten times more fun just because I told her not to do it." And so she grabs another pen and starts playing two of them around. And so. No one needs to teach us to do wrong. No one needs to teach us to rebel and disobey. We just naturally do that. We're naturally selfish people. I'm going to do what I desire to do without being checked, without God's help. Um, yeah, we figured that out pretty quick. Uh, and, and our sin separates us from God. Our wrong, uh, our, our living in the darkness, that separates us from God. Uh, later on in the Bible, in Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, or spiritual separation from God. Um, so what we deserve is separation from God. The wages that we earn is separation from God because of our sin. If God, if God is who he is, he's, he's perfect, he's holy, um, he's never made a mistake, um, then we just make one mistake, and, and we're separated from him. We're, our, our relationship is now estranged. We're not... Uh, no longer in that relationship that we were designed for. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter all that much how imperfect we are. I think we can get hung up on that a lot of times. Um, is, is we look to the left, or we look to the right and to the left, like, well, I'm better than this guy, like, I didn't kill anybody, or I'm better than this girl because I didn't um, disrespect my parents or something like that. Like, we, we make this kind of sliding scale of comparison, and we think that. Um, well, as long as I'm, uh, as long as I get a 51% grade or better, I'm in the pass, uh, and God's going to be okay with me. Um, but the reality is, it doesn't matter how imperfect we are; it's just the fact that we are imperfect. Um, and, and without without that perfection, without um, without being perfect, like we are separated from God, we cannot be with Him, we cannot have that relationship that we're created for um, because of our sin. So we re- we remain in the darkness. When we fail to recognize him and receive him. Uh, verse 9 through 11 says, The true light that gives life to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but it, but it did not, but his own did not receive him. Uh, so this idea of recognition, like God came to earth in human flesh, uh, and people did not recognize him. Like uh, we, we are his own. Like he, he is the creator. He created each and every one of us. Um, and he loves each and every one of us. Um, but he came to earth and people didn't recognize him as God. Um, they mocked him. They uh, ridiculed him. They, they hung on the cross uh, eventually. 
uh, and killed him. Um, but this, this recognition thing, it's, it's a powerful, powerful image of um, we need to recognize God uh, and for who he is. Uh, so something that it's kind of hit home to me a little bit last year. So last uh, last uh, year, actually, I grew a beard during, it's kind of like a winter hobby for me. You know, it kind of starts with no shave in November, and it leads to like a December beard, and then like January, and then February. So it just kind of goes on and on. Just, just let, it, let it ride. And so I ended up looking something like something like this uh, by uh, mid mid uh, um, winter, which is kind of nice. It's not uh, look around here, keep you warmer. But uh, this is the first year I, I had a child, and so um, when it came to summertime, I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of warm. I want to shave this off. I was really nervous that my daughter wasn't going to recognize me. Like half of her life, I had this beard, and so I was like, "Oh no! Like she's going to be freaked out. She's not going to know who I am anymore." Um, I was over. She she was fine. She recognized me <laughs> right away. But um, how, how upset would I have been if my my own did not recognize me? If my own child didn't know who I was anymore? Uh, and I think that I mean that just gives you a little glimpse of what uh, what maybe had felt like for Jesus uh, when he was on the surface, his own. His own creation, his own children did not recognize him. Um, so in the same way, we stay, we stay separated from God when we don't recognize Jesus for who he truly is, which is the light. Um, so which, that, that leads us to the, uh, the third identity Jesus claims in this passage, which is Jesus is, is the way. Uh, verse 12 says, Yet to all who receive him, to those who, to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Um, so this idea of receiving and believing. Uh, Jesus provides a way for us to restore that relationship with God. Uh, hope is not lost. Uh, our, our, our hope is not, not lost because of our sin, because of our separation, because of our we're born into darkness. Jesus came, like, uh, the, story, like uh, the description I read right at the beginning, that he came as our hero to save us, uh, really from ourselves. Um, so Jesus, yeah, Jesus provides that way for us to restore our relationship with God. Um, you see, that, that was the payment that we owe for our sin. Uh, and, he, and he took that payment. He took that punishment upon his own shoulders. Uh, this is what's meant in verse 5. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. The darkness is sin. Uh, Jesus is the light. Jesus has overcome sin. He's overcome death. He has overcome darkness. Um, he's the hero uh, of the story. Um, we need to recognize him uh, for who he is. Um, so, so if all this is if all this is true, what now? Uh, what, what does this mean for us? Uh, what does this mean for me? What does it mean for you? Um, and Jesus, Jesus is waiting for our response. Uh, so that's the fourth thing uh, describing this message. Jesus, Jesus is waiting. Um, so what, what is really our part in restoring this relationship with God? Uh, all we really need to do is, is recognize, we need to believe, and we need to receive. We need to recognize that Jesus is life, uh, that relationship with him is what we were created for. That, my, that life is, is not going to be found uh, in all this, this list of other things. Uh, true life is only found in him. I need to re- I recognize who he is, that he is God, and he is his life. I need to believe that Jesus is the light and the way. That his death on the cross paid for my sins and settled my outstanding debt with God. Uh, I, need, I need to believe that he is the way. He is the light in the darkness. He is the hero of the story. He is the way to restore my relationship with God. Uh, And I need to receive. I need to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The offer is on the table. He is offering forgiveness 
eternity, true life. Um, the offer is there for, for all of us if we choose, choose to receive it. Um, so it comes down to a choice. It comes down to a choice. Uh, do I believe? Do you believe? Have, have, have I received? Um, if you haven't, and this is the choice you're going to make tonight, uh, I want to give you, give you guys that opportunity. Um, so, and I recognize there, there are people in this room that are in very different places. Uh, some are ready to receive, others need to ponder more. Some have heard this several times. Maybe you heard, your, maybe you grew up in church your whole life, uh, and you realize you've heard this um, uh, many times, but maybe it never really clicked for you before. Uh, maybe this is the first time you really are understanding. Um, some of you are here that, hey, you, you've made this decision, you've received this gift a long time ago. Uh, we're glad you're here as well. Um, but wherever you're at, is okay, uh, and, and here with here we're like we want to help you answer any questions you have. Um, but if you guys are ready, ready tonight, um, I really want to just give give people that opportunity to make that decision. Um, so up on the screen, uh, we're just gonna have a suggested prayer. Uh, these aren't like magic words. Um, God isn't really con- concerned with exactly how we say things; He's more concerned with the attitude of our heart and what we believe um, and what, uh, what we mean. Um, so I'll just read this and explain. Excuse me, explain it a little bit. Uh, it says, um, Lord Jesus, I want to know you personally. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for giving me for forgiving me of my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of my life and make me the kind of person you want me to be. Um, and so if this is a, this prayer uh, reflects the attitude of your heart, um, if you're kind of tracking along and, and uh, you recognize that Jesus is life, and you've been you've been searching for life in, in all the, the wrong places, uh, and, and you believe that Jesus is the only way to God. Uh, he's the only way to find forgiveness for our sins, and you're ready to receive Him. You can just do that tonight, um, just through praying this prayer uh, to yourself. Um, so I just want to give everyone a minute or something about this decision, if it's something uh, that you want to do. Um, so we'll just kind of be quiet and be silent for like a, a minute or so. Uh, and then I'll say the prayer again slowly. Uh, and then if you want to, if you want to pray this prayer tonight, if you want to make this decision, you can do that just by praying this prayer silently to yourself as I read it uh, a second time. So just be quiet for a minute, and then I'll, I'll read the prayer again slowly. Lord Jesus, I want to know you personally. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. Um, So, uh, just want to share a little bit about what that decision has made uh, what difference has it made in my life? Uh, I would say I, I made that decision. Uh, I, I received that gift of eternal life. And I, I pray that for some of that when I was pretty young, when I was probably five or six years old, 
Um, I didn't uh, understand it necessarily right away, but as I grew up, up in my faith, uh, I reconfirmed that decision of, yes, this is what I believe, and this is what I want to live for. Um, yeah, that personal relationship with Christ is really what, what crew is about. Um, and if you are still in process, we're really glad you're here. We want this to be a safe place to continue to explore that and what it means to walk with God. Uh, and also, I just want to point out to you guys, so underneath your, if you look underneath your chairs, uh, there's these little uh, cards, uh, greenish, yellowish cards. Uh, love, we'd love for you guys to fill out everybody, for, for everybody to fill these out. Um, if you have any questions or you'd like to hear more about what it, what, what it looks like to have a relationship with God, or even just, if you have specific questions, like, hey, I don't understand this. This is holding me back from believing. Um, this, this is what, I, what I'm um, hung up on. Uh, feel free to write that on there, and we'll, we'll try to follow up with you guys. Um, but if you if you prayed that prayer tonight, if you prayed that prayer along with me uh, just a couple minutes ago, uh, would you just put a little X uh, on the top top left or top right of your card, um, just just so we know uh, you, you made that decision? We'd love to try to follow up with you guys uh, and, and, and connect connect with you a little bit more. See if you have any more questions on that. Um, yep, and so you can also turn. So once you're done filling out the cards, pass them to the kind of center aisle, so this aisle and this aisle, and then somebody will uh, come around with a bucket to pick them up. Uh, and if, you're, if you forget to do that, there's uh, buckets on the tables in the hallway as well, so you can always drop them in there on the way out uh, if you do any of that as well. So that's all I got. Thanks, thanks guys, and we're going uh, to welcome the band.